0: Welcome, welcome, welcome today. What an exciting day. I'm ready. Say that with me. I'm ready. Put yourself in position to receive because God has something he wants to do in this place today. All month long, we're looking at the book of Acts. And in the book of Acts, a book in the Bible called the book of Acts, you find stories about how the wind of God and the fire of God touched the earth in the early church, and our prayer this month is, God, what happened back then, let it happen today. Let the wind blow, let the fire fall and touch this piece of earth called the Cathedral of Faith, and all God's people said amen Amen to that. And for the next few moments, I wanna talk to you about the church as a healing community. That from the very beginning of the church that the healing power of God to bring healing spirit, soul, and body was active and present in the early church. And when it comes to coming to church, just by you coming to church today, there are many good reasons to come to church. I I heard about one wife who she went in, it was Sunday morning, and she shook her husband and said, honey, get up, it's time to go to church. You know, he put the pillow over his head. He said, go away, I don't want to go to church. I want to sleep in. She said, no, no, it's Sunday morning. You better get up and let's go to church. He said, I don't want to go to church. The services are boring. Obviously, he didn't go to Cathedral of Faith, amen. Amen. The services are boring and the the people are mean. I don't want to go to church. Give me one good reason I should go to church. And she said, "I'll give you a good reason. You're the pastor." Now get up and go to church. Now if you're the pastor, that's a good reason to go to church. Make sure you show up. But there are lots of good reasons. In fact, They've done studies, Harvard did a study on what happens to people that go to church at least once a week, and here's what they discovered. People that make a regular habit of going to church once a week, that they tend to have lower blood pressure, they intend to have improved immune systems, less cardiovascular disease, and less depression. A doctor that was involved in that study said this. He said, something powerful appears to take place at church and enhances health, and yes, it does. Yes, it does. There are lots of good reasons to come to church. Just by coming to church today, you did your health a favor. You really did. But in the book of Acts, we see that from the very beginning... That the wind would blow, the fire would fall, and the healing power of God would touch the earth. The writer of the book of Acts, his name is Luke. He also wrote the gospel of Luke. And when he starts off the book of Acts, we find a clue as to why the healing power of God is at work in the world today. It reads this way. It says, in my first book, I told you about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. Let me read that again. In my first book, I told you about everything Jesus began. Say that with me. Jesus began. began. Say it one more time. Jesus Began. began. Underline the word began. Circle the word began. Highlight the word began. That the ministry of Jesus was not finished. When he ascended to heaven, it was just getting started. And here's why. When Jesus walked the earth and he performed healings, he did not do that out of his divine nature. Jesus was the son of God and he could have healed people out of his divine nature but instead while he walked on the earth he depended and relied upon the Holy Spirit and then he takes that same spirit and after he ascends he sends that spirit to be present and active in the church and that's why the healing power of God is still active in the church today. What happened back then can happen right now. Amen. And that's what we're believing for today. Now, I want you to think about three ways that the power of God brings healing into the world today. And as we think about those three areas, think about your own life. Where do you feel crippled? This weekend? In your body, in your spirit, in your soul? Where can the healing power of God bring wholeness to your life this weekend? The, the first way the church is a healing community is we help each other out and we help each other maintain the temple through diet and through exercise. The Bible says this, it says, you should know that your body is a temple for the Holy Spirit that you receive from God and that lives in you. So honor God with your body. Would you say that with me? Honor God with your body. Excuse me, Uh, boy, if I could get a drink right now, if you could bring something out to our tech team. (laughs) You know, our tech team has just the right thing. How about a big hand for our tech team? Somehow they always know just what I need. Have you ever seen the documentary Supersize Me? If you did, you'll remember that this one guy, for 30 straight days, he goes in and he eats fast food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And every time he can, he supersizes it. So he does this for 30 straight days. And then they look at his body and see what's happened as a result of that kind of diet. And in 30 days his weight went from 185 pounds to 210 pounds. His cholesterol skyrocketed from 168 to 225. His liver became toxic, he had severe migraines, And he was diagnosed at the end of those 30 days as being clinically depressed. In other words, too much supersizing is bad for the temple. One of the ways God brings healing to our bodies is through nutrition and through exercise. I heard a story a couple days ago that was so inspiring to me as I'm getting a little older. I'm getting a little older have you noticed when you get a little bit older I mean my knees are cracking and my ears are ringing and my stomach is gurgling I'm not getting older I'm getting noisier have you have you noticed that as I'm getting she was so inspiring there's a lady she's a hundred and three years old her nickname is Hurricane Hawkins and this week She was the first lady to win the 50-yard dash and the 100-yard dash in the National Seniors Competition. Yeah, let's give it up for Hurricane. Pretty amazing stuff. Now, she has hobbies. She gardens, and she used to ride her bike, but at 100, she fell, dislocated her elbow, so she thought she should take up a different hobby and started running. But this is what she said at the end of the race. She said, if I'm an inspiration to older people, that's a good thing. Don't stop. You can still do things when you get older. Just keep moving. Keep moving and be interested in things. Keep moving. Say that with me. Keep moving. One of the ways God brings healing, spirit, soul, and body into our world is through nutrition and through exercise. And this was brought to me about a month ago in a way that just about knocked me off my chair. My wife and I, we were at a charity and it was a small event. We had a chance to hear one of the premier surgeons in the world doctors when it came to, when it comes to breast cancer. Now our family's been touched by this because my wife, her sister Donna has, uh, has fought that battle. And so we were listening to this lady. We had a chance to meet the doctor afterwards. She's a doctor that's world-renowned. Her, her patients, everyone from Cheryl Crow to Angela Jolie. And she said something to us that, again, about, I about fell off my chair. She said 20% of breast cancer is just, it's random. I mean, it's, you know, whether it's bad genes or bad luck, it just shows up. But they've learned that 80% of breast cancer could be prevented through different lifestyle choices. And I thought to myself, this is one of the ways that God brings healing into our world through nutrition and through exercise. And one of the ways the church is a healing community is we cheer each other on and encourage each other on because I don't know about you, but I need all the help I can get. I can identify with this guy up here. He said, my trainer said I can have one slice. Here it is. (laughs) I need all the support I can get and that's why I need people around me who are cheering me on when it comes to taking care of the temple as believers in God. When we look at our body, we don't just see a body. We see a body that we have been blessed with by God. The God is the creator of our body. The God is the architect of this temple. And we serve a wonderfully creative God. And so God creates all kinds of temple inside the church here today we've got all different kinds of churches we've got little tiny country churches and we've got mid-sized neighborhood churches and then we've got large mega churches and God is the architect of them all that God is the one who gave us the body that we have and so that's why friend listen to me never let anybody body shame you never ever let anybody body, shame you. We don't take our cue from Hollywood. We take our cue from God. God is the architect of this temple. And God don't make no junk. Amen. God don't make no junk. And so what we do, the theology of the body is this. That God has blessed us with the body we have. Whatever kind of temple it is. We don't trash the temple, we don't worship the temple, instead we honor God by taking a little bit better care of the temple. And because I need encouragement and support, I've asked a friend of mine, Ramel, who's one of the pastors on staff and also a director of the Family Life Center, to come and help to get the healing juices going today. So Ramel, come on up here. Let's give Ramel a great big welcome as he comes.
1: Thanks, Pastor Ken. Well, at the Family Life Center, we work every day on this health and fitness initiative called Cathedral Strong. It's where we ask some of the tough questions when it comes to diet and exercise. Questions like how do we get exercise to be more effective and and what can we do uh, to fit exercise in our everyday lives? Well, I'd love for us to get a little interactive this morning uh, as I share with you some of the lessons we've learned over the years. And and I want to start with this. When I say the word cathedral, I'd like you guys to say strong. Can we do that? Yeah. Here we go. We are cathedral. Strong. strong. Nicely done. I'd like to do that one more time, but this time I'd like for you guys to do with a little more energy a little more enthusiasm, and with all the positive energy you got this morning. You ready? Here we go. We are Cathedral Strong! Strong. And that is the first take home for today. Exercise positive attitudes. Research tells us that when we exercise with positive attitudes, we are more likely to succeed with exercise. In fact, you can burn up to 20% more calories if you do, uh, that's like the first sip of a supersized Coke. <laughs> so let's stop telling ourselves, oh man, I have to exercise. And let's start telling ourselves, oh man, I get to exercise. Mm. Practice positive attitudes. Uh, here's the second thing I'd like for you to take home today it has to do with what you're doing right now, and that's sitting. Did you know that if you sit for 60 minutes, that's when your body starts to store excess calories rather than burn them? I know, right? So let's do something about that right now. Let's all just stand to our feet right now and let's do something about that. Hey, by simply standing, just standing, and if you start looking at standing as effective exercise, you're already teaching yourself how to fit exercise in your daily life. In fact, look, if you remind yourself to stand up every 60 minutes throughout the day, you'll be well on your way to a healthier and happier you. You really will be. In fact, look, before I go, I want to share with you a little strength and conditioning secret on how you can make this sitting exercise and standing exercise into a powerfully exercise that's effective can we do that together great cool come on let me show you and let's do this together let's all sit down once again and in a moment I'm going to ask you to stand up again in fact I'm going to count you down for standing up but before we do I want you to slide yourself to the edge of the chair and when you're at the edge of the chair go and take your arms and cross it over your shoulders and that locks your shoulders into your hips that's a good thing and, it, and I'd like you to just lean forward just a touch. And as you lean forward, maybe you might feel those abdominals contract. That's called your core. Uh, I want you to keep your core tight. And we're going to get up in a moment. And when we do, you're going to do it with what we call a quiet trunk. That means your trunk's not going to move. Your head's not going to move. You're just going to move straight up without moving anything else in your body. And when you do, wait to see what muscles wake up that's been sleeping through this sermon. You ready? Three, two, one, let's stand. Great job, Cathedral. Can you feel the strength rising? Yeah. Hey, look, let's exercise positive attitudes. Let's sit less, stand more, and together, let's all stay Cathedral strong. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, Romel. Oh,
0: you can be seated. Tell somebody, I'm feeling better already. Go ahead. Seat. The church is a healing community. How does God bring healing? Well, we encourage each other when it comes to taking care of the temple. And then here's another way. The church is a healing community promotes the advance of science and medicine. There was a a YouTube video I found where these three siblings had each gotten a flu shot and the mom is asking them about it. Uh, Watch the screens and you can see it for yourself.
2: What just happened?
0: Got a flu shot? Did it hurt? No. Oh, gee, what happened? I got flu shot. Did it hurt? No. Caroline, what happened? Oh boy. <laughs> I, I wonder if Luke, who wrote the book of Acts, I wonder if he ever had to give a flu shot. He was a doctor. The Bible says. Well, it calls him in one place, our dear friend, Luke, the doctor, the writer of the book of Acts, was a medical doctor. Here's how we ended up with the book of Acts. Luke had become a follower of Jesus, and he had a friend, an influential friend, that he wanted to write down an accurate account of what took place in the life of Jesus and the life of the early church. So he sat down, and you know doctors, they want to get it right. So he made sure that he developed an accurate account. This is what took place in the life of Jesus. This is what took place in the life of the early church. And he gave those accounts to his wealthy friend called Theophilus. He had no idea that we would be reading from that today. As a doctor, he just wanted to make sure that his buddy knew exactly what happened because that's what doctors do. From the very start of the church, you have a man of science who's a man of faith. Every once in a while, I'll hear someone say, well, faith is the enemy of science. Not really Go all the way back to the first century and you'll find people of faith were also people of science. In fact, if you track the history of medical development over the last 2,000 years, you'll find some of the leaders. For example, in the fourth century, St. Basil was the first one to develop a large-scale hospital for the ill and for the disabled. Or Emperor Charlemagne, who was a person of faith... He made a decree, if you're going to build a cathedral, you also have to build a school, a monastery, and a hospital. And then a pastor by the name of Sholik, he was also a surgeon, and he wrote the textbook on surgery that was the definitive textbook for 400 years. And you follow it on and on, Louis Pasteur, man of faith, was the one who discovered the key to fighting infection. William Keene, a person of faith, was the first doctor to successfully remove a brain tumor. And then James Simpson was an obstetrician. He was the first one to use anesthesia to reduce suffering for women during childbirth. And all the moms said amen to that. (laughs) I like that one. I want that epidural now, right? (laughs) From the start of the church. People of faith have been people of science. And one of the ways we promote God works in the world is through science and through medicine. When I drive by a hospital, you just have to have eyes to see. When I drive by Santa Teresa Kaiser or Good Sam or Valley Med, I see more than a hospital, I see a place where God is at work to bring healing. And wholeness to the Bay Area. Amen. And here is one other thing I've discovered. As I visit hospitals. As I go to see my own doctor. Cathedral. We are everywhere. I run into more people from Cathedral. That work in the health community. And I would just like to take a moment. And pause and say thank you. Thank you for having the vision of serving the Bay Area in this way, of being a part of God's healing team. In fact, I want to honor you. If you work as a doctor or a nurse or in the support staff or a counselor, if somehow you're involved in the medical community, would you stand? I just want to take a moment and honor you. Just stand wherever you're at. We, want to st- we just want to honor you. Can we give it up for all the healthcare workers that are here today? Way to go. Way to go. Sense God's smile on your life. We hope that you'll sense God's smile on your life today. God bless you. Now, just extend your hands out toward them. Father, we speak blessing upon them. Thank you for raising them up and calling them into this field. They're a part of your healing community in the Bay Area. Or let them continue to take the life and love of Jesus everywhere that they go. In Jesus' name, for Jesus' glory. And all God's people said, amen. amen. Thank you again. God bless you. God bless you. That brings us to the, the last idea. That... How is the church a healing community? Well, we encourage each other as we take care of the temple and we promote science and medicine and work in those fields. And then finally, we invite the wind of the spirit to blow and the fire of the spirit to fall to see the healing power of God touch this piece of earth. And that's what we turn to in Acts chapter 3. I want to read to you an account of a miraculous healing. And as I read that to you, let faith begin to rise in your heart. Where do you feel crippled today? Crippled in your body? Crippled in your soul? Crippled in your spirit? Jesus is in the house. His spirit is in the house. And if the healing power of god would touch this piece of earth today acts chapter 3 reads this way one day peter and john were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon Now, a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called beautiful where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts when he saw peter and john about to enter he asked them for money. Here is a man who has been crippled since birth, born with a birth defect in his feet and ankles, and his only way of surviving was to beg. And Peter and John see the man, and they stop. And when I read that, You step back and you wonder, why did they stop now? They had seen this man many times before. They went to pray every day at the temple. And this man was a beggar every day at the beautiful gate. They had passed him many times before. Jesus had probably walked by this man. Why do they stop Now, And the answer is, I'm not sure. (laughs) But I would guess it has something to do with the timing of God. That God's timing is sometimes different than our timing. But God is always right on time. And the healing that I need, it may come today... It may come tomorrow. When we get to heaven, we're going to all be perfectly healed. No more sickness, no more pain. We're looking forward to that day. But even now, we can see a bit of heaven come to earth. And as they walk by the crippled man today, faith starts to surge. This is his time. The wind is blowing. The fire is falling. In front of the beautiful gate, something beautiful is about to happen. This is his time. The passage continues. Peter looked straight at him, and so did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man watched them closely. He expected to get something from them. Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold, but I'll give you what I do have. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. Get up. Say that with me. Get up. Then Peter took him by the right hand and helped him up. At once the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. He went with Peter and John into the temple courtyards. He walked and he jumped and he praised God. The healing power of God touches the earth. The man expected to get money, but he didn't get what he expected. He got more than he ever dreamed of, healing. And isn't that just like God? We have one dream, God has a bigger dream. And can you imagine what it was like As healing power starts to surge in his feet he has never stood up in his entire life he rises up and he's standing and then he takes his first step and then he's walking and then he's leaping and he's praising God when the healing power of God touches the earth God what happened back then Let it happen today. Peter would go on to say to all those who had witnessed this healing, he said, this man whom you see, he was made strong because of his faith in Jesus' name. Faith in Jesus has healed him completely. You can see it with your own eyes. That the fire of God and the wind of God has touched the earth in this man through the power of Jesus. What happened back then let it happen even now last summer my wife and i we had some friends visiting from out of town and we wanted to take them to one of we don't have a beautiful gate here in the bay area but we wanted to take them to one of the beautiful places there are many of those and so we're at this beautiful place and we have a tour guide that's taking us around and about halfway through the tour we find out from the tour guide That her sister-in-law has a rare form of cancer. And the doctors, they were good doctors. They had done everything they could. But the doctors said there were no more they could do and that she had about two years to live. And I asked her if we could pray. Here's what I found. I don't even know if she was a person of faith. But most people... When they have a need, they're open to prayer. And so she said, sure. And we started to pray. Later on, I was thinking about that. I was thinking, you know what? We could have gone anywhere in the Bay Area that day. We could have. We could have gotten any tour guide that day. We could have. But somehow God ordered our steps. Because for that lady and her sister-in-law, this was their time. It was their time. And so we circled up right in the middle of the tour. That wasn't on the tour schedule. But we circled up in the middle of the tour and we asked that God's healing power would touch her sister-in-law. And about a month later, my wife gets a text from our tour guide and she says, the sister-in-law went back to the doctors. They ran more tests and they weren't sure why But the cancer was in complete remission, complete remission, amen, to the glory of God. They said they expected that the cancer would never return to the glory of God, amen. And this is how she ended the text. I'm not sure if she was a person of faith before we prayed, but I know she was leaning that way after. And this is what she wrote to my wife. She said, thank you for that magical moment and your encouragement and the belief that miracles, they happen, they can happen. They really can. Do you feel crippled today in your spirit, in your body, in your soul? We're asking that the fire of God and the wind of God and the healing of power of God would meet us in this moment. And we're gonna take just a few minutes out and do something that's a little bit different than what we normally do here at Cathedral of Faith. The Bible says, are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with with oil. Oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Lord, such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. And we want to walk in agreement with you and with that passage today, that what God did back then, God let it happen now. This piece of earth called Cathedral of Faith. If you'd say, Pastor Ken, I could use some prayer today. I really could prayer for my body, prayer for my soul, prayer for my spirit, prayer for my emotions, prayer for a relationship that's crippled. I could use some prayer today as a step of faith. Would you stand right where you're at? Just go ahead and stand right where you're at. Say, Pastor Ken, I I need prayer. I need the healing power of God to meet me in this moment. I'm going to ask you to do one other thing. If you would just move into the aisles, just move right into the aisle that's closest to you, because our pastoral staff and our ministry team, we're going to pray for you, we're going to anoint you with oil, and we're going to believe that the healing power of God is going to meet us in this place called Cathedral of Faith, that what happened back then could happen today. And so take your heart, focus it on God. Focus your mind on God. That it's not about us, it's all about God. That the same Jesus who walked the earth and brought healing and wholeness by the power of the Spirit has put that Spirit in each of us and is at work in this place today. And as Pastor Vaughn leads us in worship, focus in on God and let God meet you in this moment. Pastor Vaughn, would you lead us? Thank you, Lord Jesus.
2: Here. Freedom is near In you, I reach my hand and I reach my.
3: Belief, say sickness can't stay any longer. Your perfect love is casting out fear. You are the God of all power, and it is your will that my life is here. We sing it together, sickness. Sickness
2: can't stay any longer. Oh. Your perfect love is casting out fear. But you are the God. you yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for the wind of your spirit, the fire of your spirit. Thank you for your healing power, which is touching the earth, a cathedral of faith. Spirit, soul, and body, let your kingdom come, let your will be done right here on earth as it is in heaven a man and a man and a man can we give god praise hallelujah thank you lord
2: hallelujah hallelujah